This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Welcome to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. I'm Hannah Mooney and I'm pleased to be coming at you with another lockdown special featuring my best bubble mate, Missy Mooney. Kia ora, Missy. Welcome back. Kia ora, Hannah. Thanks for having me back. Well, I, I feel like A, there weren't that many options. True. And B, unfinished business. Um, Always. Now, I know in last week's episode, we were talking about levelling up arts engagement in Level 4, and we're going to revisit that, but um, first, I kind of just want to take a minute to talk about um, continuing to be creative from home, which is something I feel that both of us have been doing for the past couple of weeks. Would you agree? Yeah, I think I think definitely us and the rest of the country, yeah. I mean, for example, I'm going to start with you because you're the guest. Uh, you've been getting creative this past um, couple of weeks with PowerPoint, right? Yeah, yeah. I went back to my PowerPoint roots. <laughs> Actually, it's been a while since I've done a PowerPoint, like seriously. Yeah. So for some context for the listeners at home, uh, I had a presentation uh, for university. So I'm at the University of Waikato at the moment studying remotely, which has been great. Um, anyway, I had a presentation that's been in the calendar for a while. Um, it was meant to be on Monday, the 23rd of August. So um, rather than postpone, I said, okay, I'll try do it. We'll um, do it online. And everyone was really accommodating and on board with it. So um, I had a few days to kind of adapt my presentation, which I'd already planned, but I planned to do it in person. So I already had a PowerPoint. But I was kind of banking on being able to be in the room with the people. But this was no longer an option. So I had to kind of think about how do I adapt my proposal so it works via Zoom. So rather than seeing all of me, you just see a bit of me and I share my screen with the people who I was doing my presentation to. So I think it did require some some creativity. At least some creative thinking at the very least. Oh, absolutely. Um, I definitely had to up my PowerPoint game a little bit, I think. Um 
really make those images work for me <laughs> get those transitions down yeah I didn't actually I always just I'm a bit lame and just do the appear I mean I, I think it's probably because also you know at least at a um, tertiary level it's less about what's on the slides and more about what's coming out of your mouth Right. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it was an assessment, so I'm not going to have stuff flying in and <laughs> bouncing around all over the place. Probably not quite the tone. But in, in, in terms of public speaking, presentational speaking, mm. you, you know, you're an actor from time to time. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, caught you in Carving Max's uh, Hush last year. Mm. Incredible, incredible performance. Thanks, Ham. Um, you're welcome. And so, you know, did you find that your usual kind of public speaking persona was was impacted by having to do it via Zoom? Because as you say, you people can only see you from like, you know, the shoulders up. Yeah, actually, I think, I mean, you probably have an understanding of this to a degree because we're in the same house and mm. you had to put up with me practicing it over and over and over again. But I think, um, yeah, one thing I think I definitely asked for advice about, but do I look at the camera or do I look at the screen or do I look at myself or do I look at the people watching on the screen? So kind of knowing where to direct my gaze as well, because I didn't want to be like staring really hardcore down the lens of the camera so that when you're watching on your own device, it's a bit confronting. Um, and also I think I have a tendency is when I'm, maybe it's the actor in me, but as soon as I'm doing any kind of presentational speaking, I engage that diaphragm <laughs> and I speak quite loudly. Yeah. So I was worried, oh, am I speaking too loud? Um, I think good, good kind of um, habits from being an actor is I think like my articulation, um, that's always good because you sometimes might have to speak a little bit clearer when you're doing it digitally than if you're in, in person maybe. Um, yeah, and also one thing I do struggle with, and I think a lot of people do as well, is just speed. Mm. Is I would, I might slow down, slow it down. You feel like you're going slow, but you're in reality, you're not going slow. And, um, you know what you're going to, and it's the same with on stage as well. And I'm this just... is the thing when you're an actor, you know, the story, you know what you're saying, but most people who are watching it or listening to it are, are hearing it for the first time. So you've got to give them a little bit of time to get the story. I mean, I'm just, the thought has just occurred to me, I'm like, this is probably good stuff, to, advice to take for radio. Yeah. Maybe I should have got you to tell me this before we start the show, because now I'm like, have I been rushing? Have I been speaking too loudly? I mean, I think it's a bit easier, because we're talking to each other. Yes. As opposed this... to just, when you're kind of monologuing, it's, um, I think it's a bit easier to kind of build up the rhythm and get a bit too quick. I will say one day I would like to do a segment, um, talk to some of my actor mates about self-tapes. Oh, I guess, yeah. Because that's a big thing in the acting industry anyway, yeah. and even more so now with, you know, pandemics all over the show. Also, I mean, I think it's a really good skill to be able to have as an actor um, and totally useful for stuff like presentations because it is kind of like a self-tape. You get, I mean, with a self-tape you can do it multiple times until you feel like you've got it. Yeah. Whereas I am doing it live, but digitally. But, um, yeah, that's a really cool point, Han. Yeah. I mean, I like I like doing it live. Uh, you know, that's what I like about that ticket being in the studio. Yeah. Like, doing it, because I, I feel like I've said this before on the short show, or at least I said to my guests, is I feel like it's just the right amount of pressure. Mm. In, the, in that it's live, but, like... I'm in a yeah. safe space, and yeah. 
I understand that. Because pe- people can't see you, but they can hear you. So there's still that live pressure, but you don't feel as yeah. watched. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like nerves, like before a show or before a mm. performance or any kind of presentation. A little, I mean, I find that a little bit of nerves is is kind of good because it gets you kind of focused. Too many and it can be a bit in- inhibiting. So you need to make sure you get, get the balance. Like you don't want to be so tense and so nervous, um, which I do get a bit tense sometimes. I mean, I feel like a lot of kind of performers... Uh, listening will relate to this. Yeah, it's every, everyone's even me, and I'm not that much of a well, performer these of, days. Is I'm like, oh yeah, all been there. Well, I've heard of some performers who have show dreams. Yeah, or well, they have dreams that the you know they have always have at least one bad dream about the show going wrong or mm. something like that. And I don't think I've ever had that. But usually, I can't eat until after. Yeah, not like for the whole day, but like if the show's in the in the evening, I'll have I'll wait to have dinner after because mm. I just don't like the idea of having a full tum. I mean, you have a little snacky snack. Yeah, it's a peanut butter or something. <laughs> Before you go on. Um, <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. So, you know, so even those creative juices flowing through PowerPoint this week then. Yeah, and I think like it's, it's interesting because I think we think of creativity sometimes as being only, uh, you know, the very obvious artistic pursuits like mm. drawing or acting or dancing or music or singing and I think creativity you can be creative in lots of ways like cooking you know I'm sure there's creative ways to clean there's definitely creative ways to build things there's so many ways to be creative and I think um it's cool to think about more kind of academic or mainstream things as being creative opportunities because they are I mean that's how I live my life because I class myself as a creative non-creative I think you're creative because you you're well yeah I mean your job is is creative because you've been being creative these past two weeks working from home yeah so that that's what I've been up to um uh it's fairly common knowledge but you know just to recap um by day and sometimes by night I'm Hannah from the Meteor I I am the audience builder so I do marketing for the Meteor Theatre at Number One Victoria Street um Hamilton or the countries. I would say, um, biggest and bestest like box theatre. Used to be Skate World back in the 1980s. Oh, I wish I could go to Skate World. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love going to the Meteor. Um, do you want to just... Have you explained on the show what a black box theatre means? Um, I mean, it's probably come up, but like... I mean, I don't know if you just fancy doing a quick rundown. I, I mean, I've I've got a speech prepared as because I'm Hannah from the Meteor, so I might as well give it a home. Well, come on then. Okay. All Start right. it out. Um, so Black Box Theatre, for clarification, is a room where the walls, floors, ceiling, everything is black, which makes it a very versatile space. Yeah. Um, it can turn into anything. I've been lucky enough in my time at the meteor to have seen it in some very interesting configurations so i think as well as the the whole black situation mm-hmm. it's also there's not a fixed proscenium arch or a fixed no. stage so like somewhere like for example clarence street theater the stage is fixed and the audience is raked i mean i'm sure you could probably try and change it around but it's probably yeah. a lot more challenging but there's no raised stage that's in one position so you can effectively and your audience this the audience seats are on movable seating blocks so you can yes. effectively configure and reconfigure have them facing one way have them facing another way build a stage not have a stage yeah let almost anything goes to be honest yeah. and and it's great because no no day or no week is ever the same and mm-hmm. um yeah, obviously it's been a bit of a different buzz being Hannah from the Meteor 
not being at the Meteor for yeah. the last couple of weeks. But um, marketing never sleeps, and so neither will I. Well, no, obviously I've been sleeping, but, like, I, I find that um, it's quite nice to work from home, uh, even though I miss my colleagues and I miss the Meteor and live events. But um, it's it's nice to still be able to connect with people and still kind of uh, give the theatre a presence. Well, I, I guess that's what marketing just, is, isn't it? Marketing is connecting with, with people. Yeah, it's, it's all about those um, relationships and, you know... It's it's definitely been been a creative time, being like, oh, okay, there's no events to talk about. What are we going to talk about? But um, you know, there's always stuff. There's always stuff going on, even in in people's homes, live stream events, and even just taking a moment to uh, look back at stuff that's gone before. I, I find it's been a great week for throwbacks and to look back at the history of the meteor and the people behind it. And I think. That's quite nice because I think somewhere like the Meteor as well, you have quite a a high number of events that come Mm. through. So it'll be back-to-back kind of stuff where you really get through different stuff and you don't necessarily have ample time to say, we finished that, have some catharsis, let's have a little bit of reflection because it's like, okay, we finished that, we're packing in the next thing tomorrow. So you uh, have a little bit of time to think about kind of, I guess as well, what you guys have achieved. Um... And what a whole bunch of local creatives and artists have achieved in the space as well is is nice. Yeah, I've been looking through a lot of kind of photos from past events as well, which has been really nice. And it's it's been a really good opportunity to catch up on kind of admin jobs that, you know, get pushed aside with more pressing kind of live event stuff going on. So that's, you know, it's it's been okay. Mm. I've, you know, been getting by yeah, it's interesting that you think of yourself as a non-creative creative because I personally think that what you do, social, you, know, like you might say, oh, it's just social media, but I couldn't do it. And I'm, it definitely t- takes a level of kind of creativity. And I just wonder if you have any any tips for people who might be wanting to promote themselves or something they're involved in or kind of how to use social media as a, as a tool. Yeah, I mean, I I do have a few tips. I'll I'll start with social media, yeah. and then and then maybe we can get into more. But um, obviously with lockdown and stuff, everyone's on social media. Everyone's got a lot more time to be looking at that sort of thing, which makes it even more an important, more of an important tool. Yeah, because the, in terms of the turnover rate for posts, because every all everyone's doing is just sitting on social media. Yeah, people see are getting through content um, quicker. Yeah, and um, it's it's just nice to kind of keep that presence alive. Take that time to be like, yeah, our doors are shut, but we're still here. Mm. Mm. Um, and you know, it, it's quite nice to um, take a step back from being like, oh, buy tickets to this, buy tickets to this, and just kind of focus on connect more with our community. Yeah, well, there is a lot of uncertainty as well, you know, so, yeah, it's hard to, um, pretty much impossible in some instances to know, to know things really about timelines and schedules and and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, my advice to to any, you know, kind of businesses Mm. out there, creative or non-creative, if you have a social media presence, try and keep it, keep it up in lockdown because people have the time and it's a really great opportunity to st- 
share your story, share more about your organization and its people and less about um, your products and what you have to offer, if, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a really nice sentiment as well. Um, and I think you make a good point about regularity because I think I think we've all kind of aware of someone who might be kind of a flash in a pan where you get a whole bunch of content and then mm. nothing for a bit. And then if you're too sporadic, it's kind of hard... I guess to get kind of loyal followers or people who are kind of more engaged or with you for the story or the long haul. So mm. I think that's a that's one potential tip, regularity. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I I want to deep dive into more because I do have a list because I love a good list. But um, I feel like now's a um sweet time for a uh, song break, and uh, this one is got a bit of a family link. Um, it's not Rick's pick, that's later in the show, but oh. I'm going to play, um, we have an older brother called Matt, Kilda Matt. Um, his band had dropped a new single a few months ago, or about a month or so ago, called um, Sunday Smoothie, so I figured now's a great time to play it. So uh, this one's for you, Matt, Kilda.
That was Sunday Smoothie by local band The Generation. Bit of a bop. Pretty yeah. groovy. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's a vibe. Great work, Matt. Um, friend of the show and family member of ours. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out The Generation on um, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify. Don't worry, I'll chuck the lim- links up with the podcast of this episode. So you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney and a special guest, Bubble Mate Missy Mooney. Yeah, thanks for calling me a special guest. I don't know if I'm special anymore. I thought you were going to say thanks for calling me Bubble Mate because I, I really like that word. It makes me feel giggly. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Thanks for calling me Bubble Mate. Yay, okay, but um, just before that song break, we were talking about, well, Missy was asking me for some tips. Yeah, about, just about, because you, for your job, you're an audience builder, so you do a lot of marketing and social media and audience building and public relations and a whole bunch of stuff that I couldn't do, and but also a whole bunch of stuff that might be useful for people to be able to do or know mm. a little bit more about, especially if you're a local creative or someone and you want to kind of publicize yourself I Mm. thought maybe you might have some some useful useful tips for people and how to make the most of the tools that are available to them like social media etc yeah so I I always start with social media because usually everyone already already has an existing form of it Mm. and and I think especially I'm privileged in the sense that my job I it encompasses two things I love admin and um the arts yeah, because that, that's why I class myself as a non-creative creative. Because my favorite thing about the arts is like production management and producing and stuff, not mm. performing. And that's really cool. I just want to take a moment. I think <laughs> I think that's really cool because I know the amount of work that goes into producing a show or producing anything really, um, and production management. And um, I don't understand why you enjoy it, <laughs> but I really respect. And I think a whole bunch of Hamilton people are really grateful that you enjoy it because you've been on the production team for some really great pieces of theatre that have been around in Kitty Kitty Door in the last few years. Yeah, well, I'm like, oh, I can't be in a musical, so I might as well produce a musical. Had a blast doing Black Box Creative's um, production of Heathers uh, mm. earlier this year, which I've definitely talked about on the show, so I'm going <laughs> to swerve around that before we get into a like uh, black hole of Heathers chat. But... um. No, the the thing that, uh, even before I started working at The Meteor, is that with all the thriving kind of creative, creativity in the city and all the creative projects that um, come out of Hamilton, there's a lot of people out there doing it themselves. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of kind of writers, actors, creators who, you know, they're like, I have this show, I want to get it up there, get it out there. And then they're always just doing two jobs. Yeah, yeah. And, and I always have the utmost respect for people who, you know, are both in a piece and are producing a piece. Yeah, absolutely. It is, as you say, two jobs. So we started talking a little bit about social media. And I guess yeah. for clarification, that's, well, like Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Facebook YouTube. And, yeah, Facebook and Insta are probably the ones I'm, I'm going to keep on with this because majority of people already have those even if it's just in a personal um capacity for yeah. all the creators out there highly recommend if you don't already have one making a your name performer page so like hannah mooney performer page 
um, just because then you can separate it from well, yourself. Like, it's still you, but then you can start building that public persona. Yeah, because you have a that's the ticket page, which is yeah. different to your personal mm-hmm. personal one. So you would say that's a good idea is to have a professional page or a professional profile yeah. and then a, a private private profile and not yeah. mix the two. Yeah, I think so. And I don't know. I just like to think that, that it's easier on the person as well, mm. especially if you're producing your own work and starring in it. Yeah. Um, then, you know, you can leave stuff, you know, at the door. Does that make yeah. sense? And I think also in terms of if, you know, if there's people might message the page or whatever, they're not messaging your personal one. Yeah. They're messaging the professional one. So it might be that I will check my messages for my professional page at these hours as opposed to, you know, checking in at midnight and yeah. Yeah, having some boundaries, I think boundaries. maybe is what you were yeah. talking about. That's, okay, yeah. so that's one that's one tip. Yeah. That's a one good tip. tip. And then yeah, once once you've got that social media presence, mm. um, keep it going. I, I touched on this in mm. in the first break, but especially now everyone's got time to take to be checking social media. Mm. Regardless of whether or you know what state of um, like COVID alert levels we're in, people always check to it. It's part always check social media. It's part of their routines. Yeah, it is. I think you're right. It is a routine, and it's kind of for many people, it's part of their existence in the world now. Mm. It's part of how they interact with others. It's how they maintain relationships or yeah, reach out to other people. So yeah, I think 100 right there. And it's 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 the place where a lot of people find out about things first. Hmm. You know, because um, obviously it's it's good to say you've got an event to advertise it through multiple avenues, but social media is king in that usually it's the first place people hear about something. So if I was wanting to advertise something, or what would your advice be for the kind of posts that I would do? Because I think this is... Yeah, like, you know, how many images, you know, image to text ratio, just some really top tips for someone who knows. <laughs> um, okay, so r- rule number one, tip number one, always include an image. Yeah. It's a bit more compelling. I mean, that's why Instagram as its own kind of social media site is such a hit because it's basically Facebook with less writing. Yeah. And... The picture's potentially the thing people see um, first. So try and make it enticing. Yeah. Um, you know, I generally go for something that's got action in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then post post length, um, just try and keep it short. 100 words if you can manage it. Mm. No more than 150. Ideally, uh, now this is this next kind of sentence is going to hit for some people and other people will be like, what? But, like, if you have to click see more, yeah, then the post is too long. <laughs> no, I feel that. And, and that, that's very vague. Um, so, yeah, apologies if someone's out there being like, what are you talking about? If you if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, just keep, keep it up. I can't stress that enough. Like a post a day, maybe start a post every second day. It doesn't have to be long. It's just kind of building that stream of communication. Yeah, I guess it's a hard thing because you don't want to be overwhelming everyone because no. then people kind of just lose interest if it's just, oh, it's this person going off again, you know. Mm. So you, it is a balance, I think, um, to and try and find the right the right median. And I guess 
we've been talking about what creativity right might mean, but and I think you do have to get a bit creative to think of content. Yep, that's the other thing. It's like you don't want to just be posting the same thing over and over. Yeah. And so there is a lot of creative thinking involved. Um, obviously, if for example, if it's a a show, a theatrical production, then um, especially in the local community, you see a lot of people doing like meet the cast and kind of a post on each person involved in the show, which is great because it provides information. Information. Um, and, and it helps to kind of build the feeling of looking forward to seeing this person in action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then as for Instagram, um, Insta stories, they're a, they're a massive mood. Um, it's it's like Snapchat. I mean, you know what an Insta yeah, story yeah. is. You know, it's, it's there for 24 hours, um, just little snippets and... Um, easier to consume for your audiences and stuff Mm. but yeah um to summarize yeah any final final tips um social media is king um keep it up and then get creative so photos videos um you know if you've got time on your hands and old footage from your organization um cut something together reach out to your community and ask them questions so like do instagram polls Oh, so stuff that actually encouraging engagement. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So, like, giveaways are good like that, but obviously if you don't have any giveaways, just be like, oh, hey, we're putting on... Uh, we're thinking of putting on a Shakespeare play. What's your favourite Shakespeare play? Mm. Um, gets people involved and can always be a bit fun. Yeah. Well, those are some great tips. <laughs> Thanks, I'm here all week. <laughs> um, okay, well, less about me and uh, more about you. I mentioned at the... Um, top of the show that we were going to kind of revisit uh ways to level up uh your arts engagement in level four and uh we touched on uh film and television in the last episode of that's the ticket which is available on spotify if you missed it um (laughs) never stop marketing but uh i just wanted to um ask you about books because i feel like you know a lot of a lot of time for reading and um alert levels three and four Mm. you been reading anything i think reading i like reading <laughs> you know this um i really do like reading i've always liked reading since i was little i'm quite good at reading i don't know you know my I think my reading age is probably quite high you reckon it's about 30 yeah i don't know i'm quite fast at reading as well um sometimes i have to tell myself to slow down a little bit because i feel like i i get scared that i'm gonna miss things um, in terms of what I've been reading for the last wee while, I've been focusing quite a lot on my academic work, so I've mm. been reading a lot of non-fiction. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, so I do miss the fiction, but I get I, I feel a bit guilty if I am sitting reading a novel when I know that I've got stuff for uni to mm. read. Um, I do enjoy non-fiction and would actually recommend it. If you haven't really read that much non-fiction, give it a go. You know, you could try biography. Um, or just anything that's it's it can be quite interesting and it's it's not dry it's not dense like there's a lot of very kind of hate the term but accessible yeah non-fiction out there and I would say give it a go because it is quite and it can be quite calming as well because you don't have to have the same level of emotional investment which might be nice you know to just and you feel like you learn something as well which is great if you're someone who likes learning something um then that's a that's a good way to go 
Um, also, as well, if, you, uh, if you're unable to go to a bookshop book and get a physical book, and also a lot of people quite enjoy the, the e-book or the audio books. I haven't really got into audio books, but if you're listening to this, you could probably listen to an audio book. Mm. Um, but I thought it was just worth mentioning, having a look, there are stuff that's available in the public domain. So Project Gutenberg, Gutenberg? It's the name of the original yeah. printing press. It's a website, and they have all whole bunch of amazing free and legal um, resources that are in the public domain. So Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, um, have a look on there. There might be something that's cool. I think The Great Gatsby has just come into the public domain because oh, yep. it's been over 70 years since the author yeah. died. Or it's, the copyright laws are different for different countries. Um, but yeah, it might be, there's Shakespeare plays, there's a whole bunch of really interesting and kind of weird stuff as well, but my pick, so this mm. is a is in the public domain, so it's free online, um, is H.G. Wells' The Island of Dr. Moreau. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of like a sci-fi thing, and this guy, the scientist, is making these human-animal hybrids. <laughs> Um, on this island and it's very mysterious and quite it's a dystopian I guess but it's I found it really compelling it's a bit old like the language but I would recommend it's quite short okay and it's kind of it's just bizarre yeah kind of scary but kind of cool so yeah that that would be a recommend recommendation from me the island of dr moreau by hg wells um get out and have a read um and then hit up the that's the ticket with hannah mooney facebook page with your reviews (laughs) and um on the topic of picks you've just picked a book um i'm gonna pick a song from uncle rick because it's not that's the ticket without rick's pick that's true um do you want to quickly give us some context schmiz oh i get to explain rick's pick again yes Okay, so Hannah and I have an Uncle Rick. Kia ora, Uncle Rick. Kia ora. And he listens every week to Hannah's show. And he's also just a really, has a really broad range of musical knowledge and taste. And when Hannah said, hey, Uncle Rick, I'm going to have a radio show, um, he said, okay, I can write you a list with some ideas for songs to give you a bit of a hand. And every week, since Hannah's been doing the show for over a year, mm. um, she's had a song, a Rick's Pick. Yeah. So he's really the backbone of the show, Hannah. Yeah. He needs more credit, I think. I mean, you get a shout out every week and a song. But, uh, no, <laughs> no, I love you, Uncle Rick. But um, this week's pick is uh, by Fats Domino. It's called Blueberry Hill. So, uh, cheers. I found my thrill. But all of those vows you made 
that was Rick's pick for this week, uh, Blueberry Hill. Cheers, Uncle Rick. And uh, you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney and Missy Mooney. Uh, we've just been we've been talking about a whole range of things, really. Yeah, it's been a bit of an episode. Aren't they all? <laughs> Aren't they all? But no. Uh, to summarise, uh, before Rick's lovely pick for this week, uh, we were talking. We were ending that segment. We're talking about reading. Hmm. And um, how it's you know everyone's got a bit more time now, so we recommend doing it, whether it's fiction, whether it's non-fiction. And if you don't normally go for non-fiction, give it a whirl because it can be quite round, grounding and relaxing, right? Yeah, and, it, you know, it can be inspiring as well and, you know, human stories, real stories, motivating. There's a whole range of different non-fiction materials available to you, like journal articles, books, self-help books, kind of like biography, autobiography, a whole range of stuff. Um, mm. that, you know, you might just find a passion for or that it's your favourite favorite genre of uh, of novel or of book to consume. I also be- briefly talked about audiobooks and I've had a lot of positive feedback. 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 <laughs> feedback, it's a new term. Yeah. Um, feedback about audiobooks. I personally, um, I don't know, just about the concept. I don't know, because I usually, I don't read, I just read. Like, I can't read and listen to music and I, I just, to me... <laughs> Sitting there listening to a book seems, but I do listen to podcasts, so yeah. I guess it's like podcasts. You're on a podcast right now. True. Yeah, <laughs> podcasts. So yeah, I mean maybe give it a go. I know Audible. I think I'm not going to try shout out audio. I don't know, um, but I'm sure there might be some free ones out there. Could um, be a good way to go to sleep. I mean, I feel like the time when you listen to an audio book is probably similar to when you would listen to a podcast, right? So if you're like cooking or walking or... I couldn't listen to a book and cook. <laughs> what if it's a cookbook? <laughs> listen to the recipe real time. Yeah. Do they do that? They must. I mean, probably. There's people who like cook to a cooking show. True. Maybe I'm just not good at multitasking. Yeah, taking in information um, while doing something else. But um, you do listen to podcasts, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because I listen to podcasts primarily when I'm walking. So usually when I'm walking to work, because mm-hmm. I walk to work, it's about a 20-minute walk, mm-hmm. maybe 25, depends how fast you walk in the traffic lights. Um, so that's when I usually listen to podcasts the most. Sometimes when I'm getting them washing in. Yeah, it's a moment. Maybe. So I guess I could listen to a book if I was walking to work. But speaking of podcasts, yeah. apart from this show, do you have any recommendations? Oh, I mean, I just listened to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney on repeat. But Ugh. no, no, no. I, I do want to actually um, shout out to another free FM arts-based radio show and podcast uh backstage with mel and mike uh, this come this show comes up a lot on that's the ticket yeah i bring i bring them up often because I, I love that podcast i actually got into that podcast in the 2020 uh level four. Oh, that's when you Locked started out. listening well i had listened to it but i was behind and oh, so, so yeah i binge listened to it and mm. it was great yeah, I, I've i listened to that. I think I you were on it, and I listened to that episode. Yes. I, I guess on the non, non-fiction theme, if you want a nice non-fiction podcast. I mean, Mel, Mel and Mike aren't fiction. True, true, true. true you know, uh, the great thing about Backstage is every week they have a musical of the week, 
and then they'll either have a guest or a special topic and sometimes they'll also do plays yeah that's which is cool. great and yeah. so you know you get a plot summary i should probably listen to it yeah it's probably down my street up my street on my street by my street <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, moving forward. Let's... Yes. I, one podcast I do listen to, it's a very popular podcast, so it's not, you know, people might have heard of it, but mm. it's called Stuff You Should Know. Yeah. And they do small ones as well, like 15-minute ones, and they do longer kind of hour ones, and it's literally just podcasts about stuff you should know, and it's just the randomest stuff. Like, there's one about the origin of, it's an American podcast, so it's the origin of the 911 call. And it's just like stuff, stuff you, you never think about but yeah. is actually really interesting. I had never thought about a time, and I'm showing my age here, I guess, when you couldn't just call 111. Mm. That it had to be something that got set up and kind of how it works. And, you know, there's there's one on the Loch Ness Monster or King Arthur or just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and yeah. it's really, I kind of want to say I guarantee there's something for everyone. That you could find and there's so many as well and they're constantly re- um, kind of releasing new content so yeah it's a, that's quite a a cool a cool one that i enjoy and i i don't find their voices irritating i know some people do but i quite like their voices so i think for me that's also key in a podcast if you don't like their voices um it's gonna be hard so. you're making me feel nervous now well we sound very similar exactly the same so <laughs> Yeah. So I guess if, yeah, people can't not like our voices because it basically sounds like me anyway. Yeah, maybe I'm not even here and you've just been talking to yourself. Oh my gosh. You would have been doing a great job. I know. I'm like, it's the best show of my career. But no, actually on the topic of, you mentioned saying stuff you should know, you feel like there's something for everyone. Yeah. Um, Free FM there really is something for every everyone. This is um, true. You know, it's a community-based um, station, a lot of community-made content yeah. um, coming out of there. And these shows about everything. Like, I highly recommend um, checking out their website and checking out all the shows. A lot of them are podcasts. A lot of variety. So yeah. much variety. Yeah. You know, there's, there's two, like, arts-based podcasts on there. Mm. You know? So that alone is, you know, not your usual. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously I've been plugging That's the Ticket, like There's No Tomorrow, uh, Backstage with Mel and Mike. The other podcast that I like and um, you listen to as well is called um, My Favourite Murder. And I know the title is a bit... It um, is a bit, isn't it? It's a bit. (laughs) It's a bit off-putting. But, no, it's a true crime um, podcast. True crime comedy podcast. Which you don't think works, but it does. Yeah, and and uh, to clarify, they're not. It's not people making fun of crime. It's people talking about crime, and then they always kind of start and end with, um, you know, positive things. So that they they talk about all this heavy stuff, and then they take a break and do some comedy. Yeah, so they kind of like retell kind of crime or true crime stories. Yeah. And they also do, on their mini-episodes, which they call mini-sodes, which mm. are about 20 minutes, they have hometowns or where basically people write in and tell them, and it used to be hometown murders, but now yeah. it's just any just any story, yeah. crazy stories. Or, like, they have, a, you know, people writing in about weird stuff they've found in walls. Yeah. And, yeah, it's 
Yeah, it is quite interesting. It's quite funny, and it's hard to explain why it's funny, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend um, checking that one out. Mm. Um, and other things to check out. Um, I usually end uh, that's the ticket uh, with talking about upcoming events. Obviously, it's a bit of a weird time um, at the moment to be talking about events, um, which is why we've kind of been focusing on us recommending things that aren't event-based to do, which yeah. is why we've been doing books and podcasts and mm. stuff like that. But um, I do just want to take a moment to uh, talk about stuff that's been, that is upcoming or has been rescheduled. Yep. Because um, it's always, I don't know, maybe it's because of my job and, uh, you know, being more on kind of the admin end of events. But I am always have so much respect for um, creators and venues and stuff uh, who are able to just make stuff work. Yeah, the, the kind of level of adaptability or the way, you know, so many different parties are able to adapt to to try and get something to still go ahead is really admirable and amazing. And um, so I'll start with the Meteor, because Hannah from the Meteor. Do you work there? I do. I haven't mentioned it, but um, (laughs) no. So uh, they've just um, listed uh, a couple of shows for their Boil Up Creative Development um, project on their website. Wish I Was There by James Smith and Junior by Connor Maxwell. Uh, They're meant to be going ahead in September. But obviously everything's dependent on whether or not it is safe to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm sure, um, you know, the box office team at the Meteor will keep you well updated on that. Yeah. And actually, uh, shout out to the Meteor box office team because Assassin's yeah. The musical was meant to open on the 27th of August. Yeah, you had um, Ray and Nick on the show. Yeah, yeah, just before lockdown was yeah. announced. And um, they've uh, rescheduled to December. Uh, they've got a season December 10th to 18th and um, tickets have been transferred to those shows and stuff. I got an email because I had already booked my tickets to opening night. Ah. Um. But, uh, I, yeah, I do want to take a minute to shout out to Bold Theatre and their cast and creative team and crew who have all signed on. Well, because it's quite, to a, extend it's the quite a big team involved uh, in that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's quite a small cast. But a as band? Yeah. Band or orchestra as well. Yeah, it takes yeah. a village to get um, shows on the road. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, it, it, it must just be such a weird feeling for them. Mm-hmm. Because one minute they're, you know, a week out from opening night, next minute it's months yeah. away. But, um, yeah, well done, all of you. I re- respect and appreciate your dedication to your um, show more than you could even know. And are there still tickets available for that for December? Yep, yep. So head to the media website. I will put uh, links up with the podcast of this episode. Nice. Um, other places uh, in Kirikiroa, uh, Clarence Street, um, have Friends the Musical coming up in October. Friends is in... Yeah, the TV show. It's like a parody musical. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it should be a good one. Um, that's There's this... a lot of Friends fans out there. Yeah. And I think it'll um, kind of appeal to a wide range of age groups. I immediately want to go look it up to see what it's all about. <laughs> we'll look it up after the show. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
and uh, Rivoli Theatre, um, again, they were meant to be having their fundraiser masquerade ball on the 21st of August, which obviously couldn't go ahead because of Level 4. Yeah. Um, I know that Hamilton Musical Theatre, which was previously known as Music Makers, uh, were in rehearsals for Mamma Mia, um, mm. the musical. Um, I wonder if they're rehearsing over Zoom. Maybe. Maybe. But, um, the, yeah, Mamma Mia is running at Rivoli Theatre in October as well. And um, I'll put full details up, as I keep saying. But, um, you know, if I leave everyone with um, any message, it would be to support your local, local arts organisations. Um, like, it's, it's tough in um, Level 4 or Level 3 when these places can't be open. And so take the time to check out their social media, to go on their website. A lot of um, of our local theatres have the option to donate or buy a membership of some kind, and I'd highly recommend doing well, even, that in even, this time. Even um, as well as... And also with donation, just want to put this out, because even if it's a small donation, mm. to make a donation, you can donate a few bucks or whatever you think you have to to spare you don't have to do hundreds of dollars of donation just anything is just a little bit of a hey hope this helps thinking about you which is really nice and and as well if you're not already a lot of um as hannah said you know subscribe to their social media or if they have a if they have an email mail out or something like that you could go on and um subscribe to that just so they can keep you in the loop if if you want to get more in the loop um with with stuff coming up and stuff getting rescheduled and stuff like that. Take the take the time, if you've got a little bit of time now, just to make sure you're getting all the information yeah. that you possibly can about about things. Well, knowledge is power, right? It certainly is, <laughs> Hannah. It's no laughing matter. No, no, I guess not. Um, but thanks for coming on the show. That's all right. Thanks for letting me come on again. Yeah. How, how does it feel to do kind of two, two episodes in a row? Yeah, I mean, well, is it is it still your show? Was it our show now? Yes. Yeah, I'm like, are you basically my co-host? No, I don't know. <laughs> maybe now that I've had a bit of practice, maybe if you just want a break, I could do the show and just pretend to be you and see if anyone would notice. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll do that next week. You think? The pressure, though. Well, do you think it'd be too much? Maybe. And it's nice to have a chat, I think. And I think it is, you know... It's nice that we get to chat to each other about things that we love. Like the art. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've been Hannah Mooney. She's been Missy Mooney. Oh, uh, can you, no, go again. I've been Hannah Mooney. And I've been Missy Mooney. There and, you go, that's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been That's the Ticket. Uh, I'll catch you next week. And I'm going to play myself out with some Lady Hawk. This is Think About You. Kakite. Kakite.
Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.